0: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide.
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. When we do these road shows like this sometimes and we coordinate our guests uh, for live interviews, it reminds me of the old line about Terry Poole, a hitter uh, out of the province of Saskatchewan on a party line back in the days in the 1960s. And he said that his uh, parents, uh, they shared a, uh, a party line and the phone number was eight. Uh, not quite like that, but uh, we've got a terrific guest coming up. He's uh, right now probably the odds-on favorite to win the NHL Coach of the Year, and he's one of the most modest men you'll ever meet in the business. Um, and uh, I have had the privilege of, uh, through Gil Scott, having a dinner or two with him over the years, and we welcome to the show the head coach of uh, a team that I think has exceeded everybody's expectation, the New York Islanders. Barry Trotz joins us right now. Barry, it's Bob. How you doing? Hey, Bob. How's things? Uh, well, to be honest with you, not too good. <laughs> it's good that you've joined us. It's not too good with the team, but uh, you know what? It still beats the heck out of uh, working up in the oil patch at minus 30 in northern Alberta. So it's all about perspective. Uh, y- you guys have got it going on right now. It's been a maybe just uh, educate our listeners on what this experience has been like for you, working with Lou Lamarillo and working with this uh, New York Islanders organization that is, uh, you know, competed for top spot in. New your division uh, virtually the last several weeks? Uh, well, uh,
1: number one, obviously working with Lou has been an absolute pleasure. He's a, uh, a genuine guy. I think he, as, as everybody knows, he has very strong beliefs in a lot of things uh, organizationally, which I think has been fantastic. Uh, but he is uh, just a wealth of knowledge and great for any coach uh, in this league to, to spend some time with. His uh, It's one of those people that is legendary in the game, and he's got some great stories, but also uh, he's got some real true common sense when it comes to the game, and there's no panic. He's seen it and done it all. So um, from that standpoint, it's been really good. Um, You know, obviously moving over to New York, it's uh, uh, a little bit of a life change, which has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, The team, um, I I think, uh, believed that it could, you know, do something uh, this year. Uh, even though it's had some, uh, you know, departures like John Tavares, not, I think the group uh, just needed a little bit of belief and, uh, and a little of structure, and uh, we've been able to do that. We've got some good goaltending. We've got uh, 20 guys that show up every night to play hard.
0: Well, uh, you know, Doug Weight uh, was the head coach there last year, and uh, that team had some offensive flair. Obviously, that's a given, but they they had. Challenges keeping the puck out of the net, and all you need to do is look. Uh, Barry, at like Nick Letty was minus forty-two last season, and Nick's a good defenseman that can really skate. Um, Thomas Grace had an eight ninety-two save percentage. This isn't all on the players. Uh, you talk about the structure, but you do got to get the buy-in from the players. And when you lose a player as good as Tavares. You know, how is it easier in that situation? In, in regard, like, look, guys, we we've lost this horse here down the middle. This is how we're going to have to play to be successful. Is that kind of a message, or how difficult was that to sort of incorporate with your new team? Well, I
1: don't know if it, it was uh, really difficult. I, I just went in and just with our group, I just I felt that there's enough talent that, th- that we could score goals and and be in games, but we couldn't be in games if we couldn't defend. So. Um, asked everybody to give a piece of themselves, team first uh, over everything. Staffs will, will, will come. You may have to give up some of your stats uh, to have team success, and everything that we're going to do is going to be about team success. Uh, the strength of our group is going to be the strength of our group, and uh, I think we proved proven that on the ice. Um, fixing up the, the, the defensive end, uh, that's an easy thing to do. For me, all it is is buy-in, and all it is, is detail, and structure, and work ethic, and pride. And if you have all that, which this group definitely has, um, then you have a chance to be in every game. Uh, offensively, you know, you lose a guy like John Tavares. That's a big, a big piece to, to fill. I mean, he's a, uh, uh, you know, he's a, a superstar player, and uh, you know, we just have to have everybody step up to another run. Some guys are able to do it. Some guys aren't. And uh, uh, for some guys, there's a little bit of adjustment period. For others, they're still adjusting. But um, the great thing about it is that everybody on this team, uh, from the leadership of Vandersley and and uh, people like Johnny Boychuk and people like that, they've they've really accepted the challenge. And uh, because uh, you've got the, the, the real buy-in, you got, you know guys that had uh, a real big year like uh, Matthew Barzell last year. Uh, he's learning to play a little more of a two-way game for a young guy. Uh, Cases, Zeikis, uh, uh, and Matt Martin and Clutterbuck has been a, a you know that identity line of the Islanders and a guy like Brock Nelson, for instance, who maybe people don't know a whole heck of a lot about, uh, became a you know a legit you know has to be a top six uh, centerman in the in the, for us and he's done a really good job so. You know, there'll be guys I'm missing, whatever, but our defense, we do it by committee. And uh, our goaltending probably coming in, uh, you know, with Robin Lehner and uh, Thomas Grice, I don't think a lot of people thought that there was, that was a dynamic duel. uh, But they both have done a great job with our Carol Greco and Mitch Korn and our goaltending department have done a wonderful job with those guys. And just everybody's been pulling on the rope. And I think there's a lot of pride on the
0: island, and uh, uh, we're going to see if we can continue to, to do what we do. Was it, I, And I was actually at the dinner last year uh, with uh, Bruce Boudreau and uh, with Gil Scott uh, and Bill Scott, who, of course, as you know, works for the Oilers Organization, and full disclosure, and Gil wouldn't give up any of the information, but uh, it was right around the time that you were deciding <laughs> exactly what you were going to do. But, you know, you had options, too. Why were the Islanders the right fit for you personally? Um,
1: when I when I thought about it, the, the first thing is, who are you going to work for? And I, I got a chance to uh, maybe work for Lou Lamarillo. Um, his reputation uh, is fantastic around the league. Um, I did not know Lou at all. Um, I also thought the, the pride... Of the island i mean i i, I remember the, the, the you know the four cup teams i've met you know the clark gillies and Bush butch goring i know very well and brian trache and those people and and there's a lot of passion on the island they've had they have a good team and i i think i always look at myself as a little bit of builder that's probably because i came in the league with nashville and uh it, it looked like they were going to be a little bit in in the build mode uh a rebuild if you will um but when you if you know anything about uh Lou, there's no such thing as rebuild. It's build to build to build a winner. And uh that's that's the the one thing that's on his mind all the time is to build a winner. And uh, uh getting that opportunity to work with him that was probably the number one thing.
0: This is not gonna very uh necessarily please the fans of the Oilers who have got a top heavy roster, three forwards playing north of twenty minutes a game, David and Dry settle at twenty two. Um and then, you know, four defensemen over 20 minutes. But your team is as balanced uh, in terms of the deployment of the personnel. Uh, you mentioned that uh, identity line of Sezeka, Smart, and Clutterbuck back together. Probably the best fourth line in the league. You know, those guys basically play 13 minutes a game. Philplas line plays, you know, 14 minutes a game. Barzell plays 18 minutes a game with Bailey. And then you got Nelson, who the Oilers almost got last year in a trade. You know, with Everley and Lee, those guys are 16 to 18 minutes a game. Is there something to it in terms of being able to, to pretty much roll those guys over given the two-way presence that uh, Phil Plaut and Suzukias give you down the middle?
1: Yeah, well, I think well, the, the biggest thing you'd probably hit on the word trust. I trust our lines. Uh, if you step on the ice, it's, you're expected to perform at a certain level. You're expected to have details systematically, and you're supposed to have... Uh, detail and accountability to your teammates in terms of what, what your responsibilities at your given moments of responsibilities are, and so uh, if you happen to be out against McDavid, then get do a job on them. And uh, I, I don't, I don't run away from any matchups a whole lot. Uh, I believe in that group, the group, group beliefs in, in how we play, and, and uh, we've got certain protocols that we we have in our in our system, if you will, and. Uh, we just we re- rely on that.
0: We rely on a uh, uh, pack mentality. Uh, you mentioned, you know, 200-foot game for Matthew Barzell. When we saw him last year, I-, I thought he was, you know, and maybe we were saying the same thing this year about Elias uh, uh, Peterson or Pedersen however you want to pronounce it. Uh, but uh, with Barzell, I thought he was as dynamic as anybody in the league uh, last year, you know, an electrified performer. Um had eighty five points. Maybe just uh, talk to us if you could a bit about the maturation that you've seen in his game, in terms of uh, you know applying himself every bit as hard defensively as he's you know because he's a special offensive player, uh, gifted in terms of his ability to handle a puck and gain zone entry on the power play and those sort of things. Yeah.
1: Well, he's got he's got the gifts, but. Uh... Uh, Connor McDavid has. They get such great edge control, and their are skating, and their 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 hands are exceptional. Uh, they can create some offense. Uh, it's just teaching uh, Matthew situational play, uh, teaching Matthew uh, sometimes maybe defensively. You got to slow it down because there's there's windows where you have to be a windows of support for your teammates. And if you're too quick through those windows, then they, you can never be in a in a support position, and you lose some of your. Your layers to, to attack with, and you lose some of your layers to defend with. So, um, just learning, uh, getting in the slow, certain parts of this game, uh, up, and just understanding that uh, you know you can't be turning your you know your back on the play, and you got to do all those little details so that you can you can be accountable for your teammates. So uh, he's slowed down a little bit. He doesn't have the points that he did. Uh, uh, I think uh, early in, the, in this process, he, he knew that uh, he was going to be maybe the new face of the, the New York Islanders uh, with uh, John Tavares leaving, and uh, he was trying to do everything by himself. And when you try to do everything by yourself, uh, it's not a good recipe. So um, we we just got him to, to understand a little more of the balance in his game, and he's going to he's going to be a dynamic scorer for a number of years in this in this league and uh, he's having a, a solid year uh, he's still dynamic and uh, his uh, ceiling is he's just scratching the surface of what he can do right now
0: um, Adam Pellick is a player that played for Chris Staubach in Erie with Connor McDavid maybe not well known uh, Ryan, you know, Ryan Pellick who uh, played for Brandon's got a little bit bigger reputation because he can flat out shoot the pill but uh, you got to be able to defend and Pellick can do that can't he
1: yeah, he's really good. Uh, Adam is the guy that he's got range. Uh, he understands the game. He's got the, a lot of poise. Uh, he's uh, learned to I would say learn the consistent part of his game. Be really firm in those those areas that you need to battle in. He's got a lot of a lot more firmness to his game than maybe he had last year. Um, I think he's got a lot more trust in his game. Um, I think his self confidence has grown. Uh, given him a bigger piece as the year has gone on a uh, piece of the pie and he's uh he's done really well with it. He's had a couple times where he had to, you know take two steps forward and one step back, but he's uh, continued to get better uh, and and uh you
0: know he's one of those emerging young players that we do have in our roster and two more uh, quick ones for you uh just uh what have the challenges been like playing in the two different buildings so far at home
1: um uh, it's the, obviously, uh, the, the challenge uh, with going to Barclays is uh, it's not really. They do such an exceptional job uh, getting you there uh, with the, this organization, and they also have the New York Transit System, which I personally take all the time. So, um, and <laughs> it, it, it gives you predictability in a in a, a world of unpredictable situations in New York sometimes. So. Um, but they've done a fantastic job uh, in terms of facilities and, and making it as easy as possible. Just to, probably the only thing is, that, you know, the Coliseum is right in our backyard. It's a mile from the uh, practice rink. A lot of the players live in the Garden City area, which is a beautiful area, um, and uh, it's it's a lot more convenient. Uh, Berkeley's is a is a ride in, but it's no different than you know probably in any other city. Uh, yeah, uh, just came from a situation in Washington, where a guy like Alex Ovechkin was you know, 35, 40 minutes away from from the uh, the downtown rink. So it's not a whole lot different. Uh, just that it's uh, you, you, you go into Barclays, which is really not a hockey rink, uh, but the the fans have been really, uh, really good there in terms of making the trip to uh, the Bronx area to to watch us play, especially the. The Long Island fans, uh, but the Coliseum has just got a different vibe. It's got the old-fashioned uh, vibe. It's they've, they've done a, a really good job of, of giving it a facelift. Uh, it's everybody's on top of you. It's almost like playing in in Winnipeg, where that the, you know the fans seem like they're on top of you and, and they're vocal and you can hear them. And it's just a different energy that comes out of that building. So um, it's been good. It's been energizing. Uh, I think for for us. Uh, for the for the players, and uh, I, our next game, our last game is in uh, at Barclays, is against the Oilers.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And just to wrap up, we've talked about this before. Uh, Claire Drake getting in the Hockey Hall of Fame uh, last year. Ken has spoken to him about the mentorship that Claire provided him. Uh, you had a similar experience with the guy that we had the privilege of working with for a year. Um, the second year I did color. Uh, and that, of course, is uh, Wayne Fleming, who has since passed. But is there any way to underscore the impact for a generation of coaches that are working in the NHL now of the work like guys like Claire Drake and Dave King and Wayne Fleming, uh, people of uh, George Kingston, people of that ilk?
1: No. Uh, you know, those guys were really, if you talk about all, of, a lot of the guys that are in the National Hockey League, and especially the guys out west, that that's, uh, Canada West group of Claire Drake and Wayne Fleming and George Kingston and Dave King, they were really the cradle, uh, of, I would say, of coaching because they've touched so many Players that uh, have played for those guys are now all coaching. I, me being one of them, uh, Mike Babcock being one of them, uh, you know, people like that. So we've all had those experiences with all those those guys, and and I always look back at those days. When I I got to play for Wayne, and then I was assistant with Wayne, and then I caught coach at the U of M, and uh, you know, I'm coaching at U of M at a young age, and playing me at the mighty Alberta Golden Bears and I asked uh, you know the, if Claire might be uh, around just to say hi because I know that he didn't know me from Adam and Claire so was walking in his warm-up starting and he calls me into his office and he's telling me what he's going to do and you know all the different things and and uh, you know just helping me be a, a young coach and and uh, he was just those guys share their, their knowledge to the next generation. And uh, as I've gotten older, one of the things that I do find is that uh, it's the responsibility of the older coaches at every level to share their knowledge with the young guys in, the, in coming up because the young guys don't share anything. They, th- they think they've uh, invented the game. The young guys think <laughs> everything's a secret and little do they know that nothing's a secret anymore. And uh, just like any good uh, uh, teachers, they they pass on the knowledge and the wisdom that, that made them better. So uh, that would be my, my thing. And those guys were the standard for that, uh, and they all should be in
0: the Hall of Fame. Barry, we we'll appreciate the time. Thanks for sharing some time with us here on Oilers Now. We'll see you tomorrow, okay? All right, take care. You bet. That is Barry Trotz, head coach, New York Islanders 152. We'll step out. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, Royal Pizza, pizza past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Royal Pizza Stauffer recommendation, Mediterranean chicken. It's $155 in Edmonton. We're going to go to List Day Oilers history for New West travel. Brendan Escott, what do you got? All right, Bob, on this day way back in 1980, Blair McDonald scores a hat-trick and Wayne Gretzky has seven assists as the Oilers hammer the Capitals 8-2. Gretzky tied a record for most assists in one game. He later tied it again in 1986 against Quebec. All right, so here's what we got rolling here. Four o'clock tonight, the City Ford Faceoff show, puck drop 5.30 tomorrow uh, from uh, Barclays Centre. 3.30 face-off show, 5 o'clock puck drop, the orders back-to-back. So I'd like to thank... Um both the Carolina Hurricanes and the New York Islanders for providing their management and coaching personnel uh, today. It was great having uh, Don Waddell and Barry Trotz on the show along with uh, Oilers uh, interim GM uh, Keith Gretzky special thanks to JJ Heber on that front and Elliot Friedman. Uh, it'll be a best of Oilers now on Monday off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell followed by the 630 Chad afternoon news with Jalen Nye and Andrew Goros. I will rejoin you at 4 o'clock with welcomes Jack Michaels and Rob Brown on the City Ford Face Off show. Fabulous, Oilers now with Bob Stoffer weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio 630 Chad